Sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I am your host, Fred Davis. It's a Follower Friday kind of show today. Yes, that's right. The series that has the internet going nuts. Follower Friday, where all we ask is that you be a follower of our LinkedIn page, and we will highlight you on our Follower Friday podcast series. And today, we welcome to the program from Intelometry, Mr. Guy Sharfman, Vice President of Market Analytics for Intelometry. But before we do that, let's welcome to the program our COO and co-founder, Miss Ann Niemer, telling you what we do here at eRenewable. Hi, Ann Niemer here, co-founder and COO of eRenewable. At eRenewable, we know everyone has sustainability needs and wants. We want to help you reach your ESG goal. Our goal is to bring technology to the sustainability space by hosting real-time online auctions for both buyers and sellers. Our electronic management tool helps streamline the RFP process. Whether you need to procure energy or find an off-taker for a renewable project, our platform will provide pricing efficiencies to your organization. Our other projects include solar or battery storage development, renewable natural gas or responsibly sourced gas, LED lighting, and HVAC efficiency upgrades, or unbundled RECs or RSG certificates, all helping our customers reach their sustainability goals and meeting their ESG needs. Please visit our website at eRenew.net or call us at 1-866-ERENEW1. As always, thank you for listening to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Thank you so much for that, Miss Ann Niemer. You can learn more about the company over at eRenew.net. We've got a brand new website here coming soon. Stay tuned for that. And of course, as we alluded to, give us a follow on the LinkedIn page, eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast. Give us a follow. That way we can highlight you on our Follower Friday series. Just like we're about to do with Mr. Guy Sharfman, Vice President, Market Analytics over at Intelometry, talking all things forecasting, what they've seen on the renewable side of things, and how he sees the battery storage market panning out. Great information here. And if you like what you hear from Mr. Guy Sharpen, and I promise that you will stay tuned because you may be hearing more from the data guy moving forward here on the Green Insider Podcast. But until then, without further ado, here is Guy Sharfman, Market Analytics Vice President, Intelometry. Basically, what happened is after Enron, you know, went down, and there was a lot of other companies that uh, get taken down, you know, probably as a result. There was kind of a lull in the retail energy industry. Everybody basically projected its ultimate demise uh, that ended up being false and but what what there wasn't in the industry at the time was a lot of innovation especially on the front office side pricing and and risk and all that uh, that was being done primarily in excel and you know when you have excel models and people come and go from the company it creates a lot of problems so yeah there was a need for a system so we we started developing one and today there's there's more systems out there intelometry still has the only kind of soup to nuts system that i know the system is called in retail it covers the front mid and back office of operations meaning everything from sales to pricing to deal close to load forecasting position management all the way to billing uh, and it's a modular system. We have customers that buy certain pieces of the system. We have some customers that use it all. And that's kind of how it works. We also have the part of Intelometry that I run is our data business. Uh, there's data sets that we produce for energy companies and various other entities. The data that we produce is essentially retail and renewable data, data that's that you can't find by simply looking up where the market's at, things that we have to get either from utilities or we have to model or so on and so forth. And so we have an operation that collects this data, 
generates the data where that we need to generate uh, and distributes the data to both customers that use our system and customers that, that don't use our system. Some, some of our customers just buy our data. And also as part of market analytics, we also do a, a quite a bit of consulting. Our consulting ranges from you know, retail energy operations to what is increasingly uh, renewable consulting as the renewable market continues to grow. So we've kept our eye on renewable for a long time just because it's part of the data that we collect and review and, and uh, you know, use it to create our data products. There is uh, essentially an increasing a renewable portfolio standard or called RPS that states with RPS have. At this point, I believe it's the majority of states. And they basically have an increasing requirement that renewable is part of your total load, right, or total requirement. And so we've been monitoring this for quite a while, but I'd say in the last five to seven years, we started noticing just, I mean, it was, we, we were getting, you know, unsolicited requests for assistance with asset purchases and uh, basically building of, of solar assets. And we have seen that, again, over the last five to seven years, increase tremendously to the point where it's very, very prevalent now. There's a lot of planned projects, a lot of existing projects that are that buyers are looking for. Uh, there's a lot of investment that's coming in, uh, both from domestic and foreign sources, to essentially build solar in different areas of the country. It actually presents uh, some unique problems because kind of like the retail energy industry, the U.S. markets are very different when you go state to state. And so depending on where you build, the incentives to build differ. And in some cases, the incentives are, are very good. And so there is kind of a, you know, a, a big push right now to build, you know, particularly solar, but other assets as well, other renewable assets as well, you know, countrywide, everybody's looking at, you know, all of the, the players in this space. And incidentally, you see new players in the space all the time because there's so much investment going in. You see these new, these new companies pop up now, uh, but they're all, you know, all looking at, at solar projects, either to buy existing solar or to build new solar. And I think, if you really look at it, the, you know, they call it, we're, we are basically in a solar boom right now. Solar technologies are improving. The cost is decreasing. So, yeah, I think just like uh, utilities have to account for the increasing number of electric cars out there, this is something that's, you know, the, the, I think the market and the regulated part of it as well are going to have to kind of retool to deal with this new level of generation that's coming online. In terms of RPS standards, we're price takers, right? Gotcha. And everybody is building to them. What we do is if there is, say a company wants to build a solar plant, they need an independent assessment of the valuation of the plant. Many times they need that for, for financing. Uh, they also need it for things like due diligence or if they want to you know, sell their output prior to the project uh, being built or sell part of their output, you know, which is something that e-renewable does. So they need an independent entity to come in and do that valuation for them. And we do this kind of valuations. We'll, we'll work with the banks if, if you're looking for financing. And of course, money's cheap right now. So financing is always on the table, even, even for well-capitalized entities. So yeah, we work with them and we will basically... We have techniques that we do to run uh, long-term forecasting so we can value the plant. I think we're unique in the sense that we approach every project in terms of the unique area where it's located. So what do I mean by that? So different states have different levels of incentives uh, that they provide 
uh, for you to build solar, as well as different incentives depending on how you're going to administer that solar. For example, are you going to do community solar? Are you going to do behind the meter? So on and so forth. So we look specifically at the project that you're looking at inside of the state and utility service area where it's located or whether it's located in a muni uh, service area. And we basically value the project based on the rules of that particular state, which means that we capture all the incentives that the state provides. And we do this in quite a few states, certainly all the deregulated states, and, and we actually do a number of regulated states as well. Uh, but that is, uh, it's becoming, you know, an increasing part of what we do. Uh, we still do a lot in, in the retail energy space. Uh, that, that has not slowed down at all. The renewable space has certainly taken off. From an incentive perspective, it really depends on the state. And it really depends on how are you going to uh, serve your solar, you know, whether it's community solar, whether it's, you know, behind the meter, whether it's a merchant you know, a, a merchant type arrangement, that's going to have an impact on the valuation of that solar, particularly with some states that heavily incentivize uh, certain things. And then you get into locational issues too, because depending on where you locate the solar, you know, it's going to identify basically where you can sell the power into and what you're going to have to pay in terms of transmission to get it there and, and you know, th those kinds of things. Also, what level of resource adequacy or capacity you you're going to get for that solar or whether you're going to get any at all. That does vary state to state. If there were no government incentives to build solar, you wouldn't see anywhere near the level of building that you do. You would still see some because it's an emerging technology, but you wouldn't see nearly the amount of, you know, of the solar boom that you see. I think the level of building that we are seeing is, is really because of the incentives put in by state and the federal government. Because of these RPS standards, these RPS standards are actually codified in law, right, that you have to essentially have an increasing amount of renewable energy. So if the market can't support the building of all this solar, state incentives have to. Otherwise, you are not going to meet your targets, and the targets are codified in law. So it's kind of a catch-22. So at least Intelometry's view for the time being is that we're going to continue to see this boom and you know eventually it'll get to a point where either you know it, it starts uh, leveling off or new technology uh, replaces it or what have you uh, but right now we expect this boom to continue at least for the next five to ten years i think battery storage it's going to be just as prominent i think we're going to see it as a normal emerging thing and i think we're going to see it grow quite a bit so what the battery allows you to do is essentially dispatch the solar when you want to as opposed to when the sun is shining so you can correct for what's called a duck curve or the area where prices peak where solar is not generating right so now you can actually dispatch when the price is at its highest where before you couldn't at least the projects that I've valued, it, it adds a, the battery adds a lot of value, right? It adds a lot of value because, I mean, think about it this way. If you're, uh, if the solar is generating it, you know, solar is, you, you, solar is generating when the price is $40. And, you know, later in the day when the solar is not generating, the price goes to $80. Now you can dispatch it at $80, right? So it adds a lot of value, especially in years that are volatile, where there's, you know, where, where there's huge fluctuations in prices, it, it adds quite a bit of value. So 
Because of that alone, I believe uh, that is going to, you're going to see a lot more battery storage. And I, I know a lot of companies are working on it and improving the technology. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And we have different techniques to value batteries and what, what those batteries add to the project. You know, a lot of it, it involves, uh, you know, how you charge the battery, whether you are, you know, using the actual solar plant to power the battery, whether you are buying on the market to power the battery, or whether you are taking advantage of a utility tariff to charge the battery. We, we look at all those scenarios. It really comes down to, you know, where the solar project's located and where, where, where it is on the grid. and. Right how far away it is from a liquid price point and sure. so on and so forth. But yeah, but it's an interesting thing. I think you're going to see more and more of it. And uh, I've even seen projects where companies are looking to, to say, uh, who needs a solar? We'll just do the battery. An interesting thing is, you know, once you, you have enough batteries on the market, is what that will eventually do to the price of power. Because if you're dispatching battery and it's not costing you anything you're yeah. just dispatching it at, at a time when the market is at its highest when solar is not running eventually if you have enough of that the market price of power would I could actually decrease as a result right. right so if you look at like what solar is doing and, and I would say battery as well is you're kind of getting uh, and a same thing with electric cars because they're being charged at night Eventually, you're going to see, um, you know, the on-peak and off-peak price kind of, uh, you know, get closer and closer and closer to each other. Um, and there's, uh, and I've, I've looked at quite a few forecasts that predict that, by the way. You go out, you know. How soon do you think we're close to that? I've seen some forecasts that are, you know, within 10 years. Yeah. They're saying uh, that's, not, that's not in telemetry's view. I don't believe it's going to happen that quickly. But... There is that thought out there. Uh, well, first of all, I'm available on LinkedIn. Anyone can always reach out to me there. Um, and it, Intelometry, uh, just go to our website, www.intelometry.com. Uh, and we do have a section in the website that allows you to reach out to us. Website also covers, uh, you know, what we do in more detail. And certainly, you know, we're always happy to take on new customers. So by all means. Thanks so much for that, Mr. Guy Sharfman. Don't forget, you can catch all other Green Insider episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and eRenew.net. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and we know that a lot of you do, give us a five-star rating. Why? Because we promise you to learn more about renewable energy and the energy transition than you knew about it before you stopped by. This has been the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. Everybody have a great weekend. We make going green easier. Mm-hmm.